You've selected Country AF Radio on demand. Can take it with me anywhere. Plays whatever I want. You've heard of TED Talks. Now listen to Toad Talks. Toad sitting here with it with our with our good old friend Jake Rose. How you doing today? Doing amazing. Amazing. Back in Vegas again. Love it. Weather's great. It's like the perfect time of the year to be here. I don't care who you are. Man, it's amazing. It's finally gotten cold in Nashville. Right. It was like it was like 85 degrees last week and sweating still. And then it just went to like 35 at night. And we were oh, like, yeah. whoa, what is this? But No snow, though. No snow. But I was in Deadwood, South Dakota last weekend playing gigs for the Deadwood's uh, Songwriters Festival. Yeah. It's called the Wild West Songwriters Festival. Snowed all weekend. My- 17 degrees. Wow. <laughs> One of my one of my best friends lives in uh, Colorado, Denver, um, yep. just a little bit away from the stadium. And his uh, his wife posted a picture last week, and there's snow in their front yard. I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's eighty last, here." Last week here was like eighty five degrees, and you're like, "What the hell, man?" I know this is. I love this weather. Like right now, it's like you could wear a jacket if you want. In the in the it's in the great. It's just it's perfect. Yeah, I take my kiddo to school in the morning, and I wear shorts and a jacket. And, yeah. Uh, in the afternoon, I pick her up with flip-flop shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Like, what <laughs> yeah. What it's great, dude. Dude, let's talk some music. We were just talking about some some, some of the fellows you write with, and uh, you saw we have this signed Cadillac 3 up here with Jerry. My guys. Um, I was talking to a radio um, lady here that uh, we don't typically buy radio. Yeah. Of, I don't want to say never, but... We're trying to get back into some stuff, and I was meeting with a, a rep, and she is a huge Cadillac 3 fan. Her name really? Is Heidi. Huge fan. And she was saying that uh, people look at him and like, dude, what am I? I'm watching Beavis and Butthead. And uh, then they come out and sing, and she's like, you have no idea who they've written for. Right. And how many number ones they have. And, oh, man. Jaren's had a lot. Yeah. And and Neil, too, is a great writer, too. Un- unbelievable. Yeah. I've, I've known them since 2009. I was like a kid when I first went to Nashville. And Jaron co-wrote on my rock band. I had a rock band first. He co-wrote one of the songs on that. And he was in a rock... They were called... When I met him, they were called American Bang. Well, they were called Bang, Bang, Bang before that. <laughs> but I've known him since then. And like, we, I was just in his basement the other day back in Nashville. We, we spend so much time on the road that we don't get to um, hang. And so we were writing and, and looking at all his number ones on the wall. I'm like, man, that's it's pretty crazy. cool. It's crazy. Like... uh We've we've been doing this Friday night thing here for um, say just about three years now, and uh, we get to go back to Nashville every now and then, and we see the people that have come through here and played. And then um, we went to like Tim Montana's house and CJ Solar's house, and then yeah. you sit back and you're just like, wait a minute, dude. People don't realize CJ Solar just all the things he's done, yeah, and the songs he wrote and and um, that he's a part of. And then we find out that Stephanie Quayle was just in town. She's back in Nashville writing with him, and it's like so like incestual that it's absolutely. I mean, Dylan Schneider, all these people I see on the wall, I'm like, I wrote with him last week, yeah. and Jaron and Dylan and I are all signed to Sony ATV Publishing, so we're on the same company. You know what I mean? And, right. and uh, actually, Jaron has everything to do with Dylan being on Sony. He's like has a co venture with him. He kind of helped sign Dylan. Good. So it's like. It's, we're all helping each other out, you know. That's rad. We like Dylan. He's a good kid. Man. Yeah, it's so hard to believe sometimes that like I listen to his songs and they're so mature. I know. Yeah, he nineteen. We're not when we wanted to write. He was like, "I want to write about this," and I'm like, "All right." He wanted to put some beers in the song. And he's like, "I mean, you know." Yeah. And I was like, "All right. Well, if you're if you're down with it, I'm down with it, bud. Like, let's do it." And uh, he's definitely mature. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think his songwriting is. I like it. I mean, yeah. I, I haven't heard anything bad that's come out. I, I have to say that to the majority of people that come through here, 
I love. I can tell yeah. you that before we ever booked you out here, I yeah. heard Sleeves yeah. on Spotify. And yeah. uh, I go back to, um, you know, I, I listen to the stuff that John Marks puts out there. And uh, um, he's got an ear, man. Yeah. He's, he's, he's all right. I was lucky to be in his good graces. And, and man, that song, Sleeves, has just been, it's still opening doors for me. It's crazy. I mean, Dude, it. it it just keeps going and new people keep finding it and yep. someone else it was it was started with John Marks it started putting me on playlists then it was the highway then they picked it up and they started playing on the radio JR a friend of mine in Nashville JR is the program director there at the at the highway and he, someone said hey you love this song check this out and he said can i get a hold of that guy and someone gave he gave me they gave me his they gave him my email. He emailed me one night on like a Thursday night and said, I love the song, man. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. Um, love to hang sometime. And Saturday morning, it was on the radio. Dude. And I was like, what? Everyone was calling me, dude, you're on the highway. And so it was that. It was getting to open for Tim McGraw. He heard sleeves. My agent said, hey, you want to try this kid out? Right. He's like, We just signed him. You know, do you want to, could you put him on a date or two? And let me hear the music and sleeves there you go cmt leslie fram put it on there all these different people just supporting it who wrote that me and craig wiseman and craig is songwriter of the millennium yeah his songs have been played on the radio more in the last hundred years than anyone else wow yeah and how'd you meet him through my producer nathan um but Craig is famous for, well, Live Like You Were Dying. He wrote that. Boys Around Here. But he also signed Florida Georgia Line when they were nothing. And he kind of signed them to a publishing deal. He managed them. Nice. Now they have big, loud records. That's his company. How cool is that? But Craig has been a great mentor to me. But I came in with that idea for Sleeves. And he really helped shape it into what it was and took it to the next level. I can tell you a little bit of a story about that. It's like... um, Chris and I, the owner of this place, we have a little bit different style of music that we like. Yeah. I'm a little bit more of the modern type yeah. of country, and yep. he's the, uh, we call it outlaw, I guess. Yeah. Uh, not that I don't like that, yeah. but I lean towards the other side, and it was pretty funny that um, the first time I heard that song, I probably listened to it like 30 times. <laughs> I just kept going back over. I have no tattoos yeah, or anything yeah. like that, but... Um, I think when I was younger, I think everybody does. They judge a book by its cover. Period. Right. End of story. Absolutely. Yeah. And I listened to that song. I played it for my mom. My mom's seventy something years old, and yeah. she listened to it. And she she still listens to it, and she's like, Jesus, like that song is. I mean, it's what it's what everybody can relate to it in some form or fashion. I th- yeah, I think it's not it's not even necessarily about, you know, your your real tattoos on your sleeves. It's more about like yourself, whatever. Sure. If it could be a weird hairstyle, right. I mean, whatever. But you wear it, and it's like, hey, don't. Don't question why I have it. I have it for a reason. Yeah. I, I like to grow my beard this way because I like it. Sure. It's my right to do sure. that. It's who you know? I am and it represents me. It's Absolutely. But I go back to Tailgate when you played here last last. Yeah. Was that this year? Yeah, it was this year. Yeah, or earlier whatever. This year. Yeah, yeah, early this year. <laughs> we uh, um, I remember Chris calling me, going, "Dude, I got something for you." I go, "What's that?" And he goes, "Um, uh, they just pitched us your boy." And I went, "Which one?" Like, uh, yeah, yeah. And he just goes, "Sleeves." That's all he said. I was like, "Get the fuck out! Do it, done." Right. The like I said, the newer stuff is where where I lean towards, and you know, I I kind of like um, the first time Russell came through here, uh, I kind of like took him on my back, and he was like one of those things that I wanted to look at and see what I could do with him in the yeah. local market. And, right. Dude, he sold out two shows, um, no radio. Before really? Before yours hit radio, yeah. 
Really? And that was just, like I said, he's been here eight, nine times. Like yeah. We, we And it was a goal. Uh, the the first time he sold it out, I took his wife out this, the side door right next to the green room. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, just come with me. He had just gone on stage. And she goes, but I'm, I'm said, I trust me, you're going to be happy. We opened the door. There was 250 people in line still trying to get in. And we were sold out. Really? So, and she was like, "Jesus Christ!" We stopped the show. Russell's like, "I got to bring Toad up here because this was our goal." Right. And so, I use this philosophy across the board. If a band comes through here and um, and they fit and the feel is there, right. I can tell you, there's been a great response online from some stuff that we've done with you. We've yeah. given away some tickets. We've given away some meet and greet stuff. That's um, awesome. I tried some new program programmatic. Is that word? Pro. Anyway, programming <laughs> online where math. Uh, yeah, that thing where I could. <laughs> interact with people and get them to sign up and use Facebook as a means to communicate with them back and forth. And I got people to sign up on a hundred people signed up to, to win that I'd never, never talked talk to before. Right. So it was kind of like the neatest thing in the world that I'm all about introducing new music. Um, man, that's, that's amazing for an artist like me, dude. Dude, that's what we pride ourselves here. I mean, Cadillac three, they are who they are, but the first time they played here, I mean, they had one song on the radio. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but it didn't, in this market, it didn't... It, it wasn't a huge hit, yeah. It didn't do anything, but yeah. I mean, we love those dudes and we have fun with them. And, Absolutely. And, um, They're a hell of a live show. Dude, <laughs> first time I played here, they, uh, I'm not going to say they blew a couple circuits, but... They did. Oh, yeah. I I would imagine I could see that. They did, and it was funny that they, they came back and they played a show for a radio station here, and that radio station put me on stage to introduce them because I think they didn't know what to do with them. Right. And I had an experience with them, so it was kind of fun. And then when we had them back again, we had this, Kelby and I had this talk about them coming back, and they were scared because they're like, dude, like the sound went out like four or five times, no joke. Like, right. But the next day, there was a big meeting on, I don't care, like if you brought your own sound guy in, yeah. uh, back of house and front of house, my attitude is, Matthew, this is your place. Right. Go double check it. I right. Don't care totally. If it's ego or not. Go double check it. No, that's absolutely. <laughs> Usually there'll be like a limit. Like, hey, this is where the house. Yeah. This is the max. Yeah. We, it was. We had to put in some new circuits, but we learned some stuff. They played this last time. It was an awesome show. Yeah. I mean, it's just cool to see you guys putting new artists out there like yeah. that and then working for it versus sometimes you go play a new city and someone that doesn't have radio in that market and then you're just playing to an empty crowd sure. because how is anyone ever going to hear it and you guys have created a micro market here we which have. is amazing well and we we, uh, we 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 pride ourselves on it because uh, uh, i can tell you that i have friends that are dying to just take a picture with you tonight right that, that, it, that have heard that went to our tailgate right or that have heard the stuff we plan country f radio um, my pride in this is 12 to 3, Monday through Friday, we play nothing but new music. You will right. not hear uh, anything that's mainstream, traditional, that's that's getting played on regular right. radio. And I don't want to do that. Right. And we find people log in to listen and uh, and learn. And I'm... I mean, I could see it at the show when I played a couple of my songs, Favor and Family, at yeah. the last show at the tailgate. That was like, what, six, eight months ago. Yeah. I started playing Sleeves and people were like singing i was like how do they know sleeves and then you were like dude we got this radio and i was like what yeah. that's cool i didn't even like get it at first and now i get it and i'm like wow that is a great idea like you're feeding your own market and we it's have to. you we're know training. We're, we're 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 training our fans and hoping to branch it out and and it's just like i said it's just a self-sustaining market which is great and it's just proactive which is good we try uh don't let it fool you though because we are in the city that that never sleeps and right. we compete with everything we could have the biggest show in town and if there's a hockey game here we suffer right because, totally because that's what i mean there this is the i think the only town that you can just you can go do anything at any time there's yeah. always 
I was, I was saying that this morning when we were coming in, I said, man, this is like the only town where you're like, if you want to do whatever you want to do and have whatever you want at any yeah. time of the day, it's there. Yeah. Like you want sushi at 2 a.m., there's a spot. Yes, you know what I mean? there is. You a want, sushi shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really good. And it was like Anything you want in Vegas, you can have at any time. Yeah. So. It's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Um, so sleeves, then yep. you go to family. Yep. What's next? Well, I just re- recorded like four or five new songs, and you know our goal is to have one on the radio next spring. And so we're talking about you know we're talking to some labels, but we're going to keep that on the the DL a little bit. But the exciting thing is I'm going on tour with Eli Young Band for the next month. Um, so I'm actually going to be out west quite a bit. Like I'm not, I'm not playing Vegas, unfortunately, right. but um, band. Um, some of them full band, some of them acoustic. Okay. But I do the Ed Sheeran thing. Okay. You know, I do the the pedal. I build a beat, Little and loop. it becomes pretty fun. I think yeah. sometimes people really enjoy that. It's more intimate, and it's sure. they like, what is he doing up there? And you know, I just saw Ed Sheeran at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, and he played the whole show with just a loop pedal right. by himself, sixty thousand people. And I'm like, man, he's paying a lot less band members, yeah. a lot less crew. No, I'm kidding. I but I was band like, practice? yeah, I was like, wow, he he really ran that. But um, doing that tour, closing out the year with some dates. But I got a bunch of festivals booked next year, and like I said, we're gonna put I new. Saw. Yeah, just posted one today. Yeah, today, um, Country USA, which is in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Nice. Oshkosh, bagosh. And who's? Yeah. It's uh, the day I'm playing is Brad Paisley, Scotty McCreary, right. Justin Moore. John Michael Montgomery, um, the Wild Feathers, which I know those guys, um, and yeah, it should be should be great. That's badass. Um, Congrats yeah. on that. Thank you, man. I'm I'm excited. It'll be it'll be busy next year. I know we're gonna have new music. I just don't know how and when we're gonna release it. But. Do you do you shelve sleeves or do you still push it in a sense of like next year? If let's say that everything <laughs> goes right and the, you a song goes to radio, do you still use sleeves or do you? I think that song has only begun to see its potential because I think the audience that it's reached has been great for an organic audience, sure. but it has, ne- it has not hit the mainstream. And I think, you know, it might take a gateway radio song, like a gateway drug song, I call them, yeah. like to get me, hey, this is country radio, this is Jake, and then I want to hit him with sleeves because I think there's such a great message in that song and there it's is. definitely special. I know it because I play it every night and it always like someone comes up to me hey that sleeve song man right you know even like you said um an older mom or someone will come up i don't have tattoos but i really love that sleeve song so i look at uh, the reason why i ask that is because i look at a song like yours russell dickerson yeah i mean i can tell you he played here three years yeah and has played that song every time he's been here and then blue tacoma Uh, i mean i yeah i recorded him on my iphone sitting down in uh the rebel lounge um uh, even doing every little thing, and I've got these videos, and I just sit back, and I'm like, "That was like three years ago." Yeah, now it's just hitting. Yeah, and what hit number one? Yep. Right, and so, and then he comes out with Blue Tacoma, and I'm just like, <laughs> "Shit, this is this is why we do radio, right?" Because people should hear sleeves, people should hear family, right? Because uh, I'm I'm gonna say at this day and age that your your family. Ninety uh, percent of the time isn't your mom and your dad, right? It really, isn't not anymore. Absolutely, no. It's like it's your friends, you know, and so. I love those songs, and I think there's still a huge life to them. And sure. I, I think it's just finding the right partner for us. We're, you know, like we said, we're talking to a bunch of labels, and you know, I would love to have a song on the radio and and go on tour all next year. I know I'm gonna be on the road putting new music out next year. Period. Right. That will happen. It's just a matter of how and when it all comes together. But I have faith, and you know, I believe in that song still. I think it's 
you know, it'll be in my set list probably forever. Good. You know? I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. So like, when did you move to Nashville? I moved to Nashville. It's kind of a, um, like I moved there kind of in 2010, 11, but I was mostly just sleeping on couches right. and writing and then drive back up to Minnesota, save money, drive back down, write some more songs, go broke, drive back up. <laughs> and then I really moved there in about 2013, like permanently. And, uh, I've been there pretty much ever since. And, um, started, I had a rock band before, you know, I, I'm proud of my band. We we had some songs on the radio. We toured and stuff. But I had kind of felt, you know, this isn't the right path. I'm the kid who grew up on a farm. I started feeling like this isn't really me, honestly. And you were I, singing in that band. I was a singer, yeah. yeah. And uh, the hair we were, from? yeah, we were signed to, yeah, we were signed to Atlantic Records. I mean, we had a major What's record deal. It's called New Medicine. Yeah. Okay. But we toured a ton. I played here. I played over at Mandalay Bay with Rob Zombie once. But it was just something that it wasn't me. It was like I was always afraid to embrace how country I am, how I grew up. I grew up on a farm. I was embarrassed of it right. until I finally was like, wow, I love all these country songs. I remember Jason Aldean. I was friends with his band and Eric Church and all these people. And I'm like, man, that's what I really want to do. That's me. Yeah. And so I finally, you know, I was only 23, 24. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's get on the right path. And ever since, man, it's just been awesome. And who's who's the first person you met and like befriended in Nashville when you when you got there? That in the in the music community. Um, there was a girl, um, woman, uh, Rebecca Lynn Howard, who was a big country artist in the early 2000s. She had a big song called "Forgive." It was like number two or something like that. But um, didn't go number one. But it was a big song. If you if you if you if you heard it, you'd probably go, "Oh, I know that song." Okay. But um. Randomly, we got hooked up on a right, and the song we wrote like helped me get a deal. And she was one of the first people I met. And then my producer that I work with now, Kevin Kadish, um, I'm a loyal guy, right? And so it's funny. I almost didn't end up working with him because I was like, didn't have a car at the time, and Atlantic Records was courting me and said, "Hey, would you go write with this guy, Kevin Kadish? We like him. He, I think you guys would do well together." And I didn't have a car, and he's like, "Man, I'm way down here in Cool Springs," and I was like. Dude, that's like 30 minutes away. That'll be like a $50 cab. I'm broke. And he's like, well, dude, I don't have my car here. You got to get a cab. I'm like, oh, man, I almost didn't go. Right. First song we wrote together, Meatloaf, cut it. Oh, shit. Meatloaf flies me to L.A. I get to go do a song with Meatloaf and Jack Black, the actor. And at the time, my manager said, yeah, um, they want you to go out. Meatloaf wants to come out to L.A. and sing on it. And uh, he's going to have Jack White on it. And I was like, Jack White? She goes, oh, I mean Jack Black. And I was like, okay, it's still cool. <laughs> That's the funny one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, okay. And uh, so I was so glad I did. So I still work with Kevin. I wrote Family with Kevin. Nice. He's my producer. And uh, so that was one of the first people I met, you know. It's pretty cool. Loyalty is a big thing. We wrote a Colt Ford song together, Kevin and I, called right. Crank It Up. He's kind of coming back around, it seems. Yeah. I've to a couple people that are that are in bed with that dude. People, I, I play these country bars like this all around the country, and people always play Crank It Up. Dude, let me tell you something. There's not other country bars like this around the country. No, I know. No, I know. Yeah, not like <laughs> just, this. True. true. That's very true. <laughs> but I'll be, I'll go to these like line dancing places, and then I'll be playing Crank It Up, and I'm like, dang, I wrote that song. Yeah. People play that song. It's it's cool. Like There's a band in San Diego that was like saying, man, this place we play, they always play that song, and people dance to it. And I'm like... He goes, you wrote that, and I was like, yeah, man, I did. Colt is like a great guy, and right. and he kind of said, I, I wrote one song for him, and then he said, you got anything else? And I said, I got this one called Crank It Up. You want that? And he's like, I love it. 
So sweet. Yeah. It's so weird how it works. I mean, I sit in here and I learn so much just by chatting with you guys and trying to figure out this whole writing thing. And I always ask the one question: If three guys get in a room and you guys write the song, how how do you sit back and go? Uh, oh yeah, that one's mine. Like it just seems. Like- oh right. I don't know. I think it's kind of a feel thing. I mean, what if two people? Dylan and I have a song together that I he likes. He's like, I love this, and I'm like. Oh, if you're not going to cut it, I'm going to cut it. You know what I mean? Like He's got a big old record deal right now, so I'll let him go if he wants to go with it. But, right. Well, but, that helps you too. Right, but that helps me as an artist. Yeah. I just had one. I'll play playing it tonight. Craig Wiseman and I wrote again, and this other guy, John Eddie, a friend of mine. We wrote it, and Blake Sheldon wanted it. And they held it, so they're like, we want that song. I was about to record it for my album, and then they're like, well, Blake wants it. And this president of his label said, can we have it? And I'm like, all right, sure, you can have it. Blake Sheldon's pretty big. You know, I was I like, know yeah, I guess he's got this little TV show thing <laughs> going on. But so I, I let them hold the song and then they're like, you know what? We're going in a different direction. We, well, I guess we're not like, but it, it was two months of waiting. Right. Frustrating. Missed, frustrating. missed my recording dates, you know? Okay. Right. So now I got to go. I'm going to still record it. I love the song. What's it called? It's called More Than a Lil. More Than a Lil. Yeah. I like it. Chesney's got a song called Live a Little. I have one called More Than a Little. I don't know that Kenny Chesney Yeah, Kenny, he, he might. He's up and coming. You know, we went back um, and we went to go to the ACM Honors show and uh, Red Atkins got up on the stage and he had this little speech. I'm just going to cut it down to a yeah. little thing. He's, first person, he, he walked into a bar when he went there, before he moved there, walked into a bar. He said there was two guys in there, one on the stage and one behind the bar. And... Um, he sat there and listened to the guy up there playing. I guess they started shooting the shit. And he's like, yeah, I'm a songwriter. He's like, oh, the guy on the stage goes, send me one of your songs. So he sang one of them. And he's like, oh, it was horrible. It just sucked. And he goes, when I left, the guy gave me his card and said, when you ever come back to town, he wrote his name down and said, look me up. It's Kenny Chesney. Really? Yeah. And that was the story he told. And he's like, oddly enough, my son is out, out on the road playing in front of, you know. Chesney's probably my favorite artist. Yeah. As just someone like watching his brand and all that stuff. Another funny story, though, is about that is that Tim McGraw... I was with him this summer. I was opening for him on a show, and before the show, I got to hang out with him for a minute. And I said, yeah, you know, I, I write with your friend. He is a publishing company. And I'm like, yeah, I write with the Warren Brothers, who's written some hits for him. And I write with Lance and, and Craig Wiseman. And uh, he goes, Craig Wiseman, really? And he goes, you know what? The first night I ever moved to town, I walked on stage, and Craig was playing drums, and I walked on to play a song like as a walk-on, like brand new art guy right. to town. Little do they know that Craig would become the songwriter of the millennium and write "Live Like You Were Dying" for Tim, his biggest song ever. Wow! And Craig's written probably four number ones for Tim, and so it was like fate. I, I don't know what that is, but they both Craig didn't have any cuts at that time. Right. He was a drummer. Yeah. And he, this guy walks on stage and plays, and they and and Tim remembered it. That's. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, I mean, the dude's an icon if you think about it. Oh, absolutely. The thing, the thing that bothers me the most about the writing side of it all, and it, mm-hmm. is the fact that like um, the people that write it don't get the recognition because right. people look at the person that's saying it. And I had a, an odd experience with C.J. Solar because he wrote Up Down. Yeah, I love and that I was, song. I went to go see him play at um, the Wild Horse last time. In oh, nice. And I was like, damn, dude. Like, I understand how you can write a song and and when you said you just know and you just feel it he's yeah. saying up down and i was right. like i don't know if if i've just heard morgan wallet singing enough that to know that this isn't the way it should have been done right completely night and day right but it was it was totally weird so that was the only thing that really started helping me but 
Like, people would never know. They would never, ever know. No, I mean... Who writes? Yeah, I mean, in Nashville, the writers are, are more rock stars, but... Sure. But that's because us, right, other writers, we... You guys put we them hold them. Yeah, we're yeah. all like... But if... I, I did a songwriter's round with Rodney Clausen and Craig Wiseman. Craig has 30 number ones. Rodney has 25. I mean, they've written every song you can think of, like, right. on the radio. I'm like... I had a gig where they were going to pay us good to play, and they said, could you get any big writers? And I said, I can get two really big writers. They're my friends. Right. So we did the gig. And in the middle of the gig, people were kind of like, I think they didn't realize, like, no, he wrote that Tim McGraw song. And Craig always tells this funny story after playing a gig. Y'all are pretty good, but y'all need to learn to play your own songs. <laughs> like, they thought you were like, I'm like, no, he wrote that Blake Shelton right. song. That's the guy who wrote it. But it it sucks. I mean, we we tried for a, a little while here doing a, a writers in the round thing, and that's where I met John Stone. Oh, nice. And uh, um, it's frustrating. Yeah. Because it's like, I'd just say the majority of the people just they they listen to it, they hear it, they just assume. Yeah. Like, because it's a totally different industry. Not saying that you don't write all your own songs or right, just, but I mean, you look at a lot of these number ones, and I sit back, and it's like. I've talked to a couple artists that have gone a little bit further. I'm like, what do you do? Just grab a book and look through it, and you see the songs that you like, you like the lyrics, and then you just hear a take on it, and then you're just like, yeah, that's what I want to do. And they're pretty much, yeah, that's kind of how it works. I mean, if you hear a song like that, you just feel like, man, I could. That sounds like me. Right. It's hard. I mean, I've written every song I've put out, but I would not. I think it's you know, um, you got to think about your bigger career. Like Kenny sure. Chesney is a songwriter, but he knows, man, if I have the whole town writing for me. I'm going to get better songs probably. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, yeah. you can't outright a hundred people trying to write. No. You know what I mean? Well, cause everyone's got an experience. Right. And so, and, and everybody might, I would say like, you kind of get a thing in your mind of like, would, would Kenny say that? You know what I mean? Like if you're writing, you're like, he wouldn't say that. You know what I mean? Like people know what kind of, sure. would you pitch this to Tim? Nah, he wouldn't talk about booze. You know what I mean? Something like that. Right. He doesn't, you know, you kind of know. Sure. But, um, it's an interesting thing for sure. I mean, I'm blessed to be doing it. That's all I say. Heck you know? yeah, dude. I mean, look at it. Since you get to travel. I um, love traveling. And you get to play your music. And uh, you got to go to a beautiful place like Coeur d'Alene. That's right, man. I will go back there in a heartbeat. Yeah, it is. They're they're uh, renovating the place right now. So, Are they really? Yeah, so the next time you go back, they'll probably look a little bit different and better. And um, I've been up there quite a few times myself. Just kind of like I do some stuff online for them. And it's like... Uh, just the surroundings. We took a drive and actually drove into Coeur d'Alene from Worley. And, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man, it was beautiful. I actually went and did ATVs. Yeah. I golf went golfing, yes. and that place is awesome, I man. I that course, too. I had probably the best weekend. Like, I was by myself just doing the acoustic thing. Right. And so I just had a lot of downtime, and I just had a blast up yeah. there. There's so much to do on site and... It was funny. Food we, and everything. Yeah, the food is not bad. Yeah. We drove into Coeur d'Alene, and we were going to this place called Black Rock uh, Golf Course that wasn't yep. open. I met someone at ACM thing, whatever, and went to go see him, but we took an alternate route and ended up in the wrong city. But we drove by this place, and I see this lake and was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, it is beautiful, like, on the level. And yeah. then we go up to this golf course that's on the mountains overlooking the water. Like, how can you even play golf? I know. Like, I would just sit there and just be like... The whole time. Staring, I know. It's amazing, out. and I I can't wait to get back after that trip. I was like, man, I'll come back here anytime. Good. Uh, we've sent we've sent a few artists up there, and, and every single one that's come back has had the same Yeah, same, same it's response. so beautiful, man. Sweet. So, um, 
I guess tell people how to find you online. Um, you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jake Rose Music. Uh, Instagram is Jake Rose Music. Twitter, Jake Rose Music. So pretty easy. <laughs> Do you tweet a lot? I don't tweet a ton. I used to more, but I'm mostly Instagram and Facebook. Right. Yeah. Sweet. Tweets are saved for it. For if someone writes me a personal tweet, I will like write back to them. You know what I mean? That's good. I kind of feel like I don't necessarily say like, "Hey, I'm sitting down. I'm doing this now. Right now, I'm over here." But if someone tweets me and says, "Hey, I really love sleeves and meant something to me," I'll definitely write you back. That's so badass. yeah, well, hopefully people will do that. Yeah. The uh, uh, what are you fond of more, uh, Facebook or Instagram? I like Instagram because it's quicker and just there's less words. <laughs> Much less words. Do you and do, less opinions. Do you do a lot more stories than posts? I do more stories, yeah. Yeah. I've definitely leaned out the posts because the story's kind of like, that's, yeah. There's, if, it's a, if it's a post, it's got to be something sure. staple. I don't know. I like uh, I, I, I Instagram um, story probably... 90% of the time. Right. I don't I do not do too many posts, but it's funny just to see. My favorite part about it is you can go in and see the people that, that look at it. And, yeah, same. And, yeah, same. Yeah, you, I, yeah. I think that's rad. Because like, then when you make a post, you're like, well, how come these same amount of people didn't like it? Right. You looked at it, jerks. Yeah, exactly. This one, you know, you saw. they saw it. Yeah, that's exactly. Cool. Yeah. Well, sweet. Let's go have some fun tonight, man. Sweet, man. Can't wait. Right on. Thanks for having me. Awesome, dude. Country AF Radio's On Demand.